What's up, everybody? It's the Cheap Seats Podcast coming to you with another NFL week recap. This time it's week 11. Um, I don't know what you want to call this NFL week if you want to call it. Lousy, disappointing, teams couldn't score, offense Yeah, I mean, there's there's probably a lot of a lot of words that you can use to describe this NFL week. Um, teams, um, you know, the primetime game was the Vikings and the Broncos. I mean, it's just, you know, not, not the best of the NFL week, especially this deep into the NFL season. Um, so, I mean, I guess just to kind of get right into it, we're not going to talk about any games to start off. We're going to talk about Tom Brady um, and, and kind of the comments that he made. Um, I, I'm I'm – guessing because this week but I think too maybe just Tom Brady making comments about the NFL so curious to what you got what you think I'm, I'm sure you heard um what he said yeah so if you haven't heard basically Tom Brady um just come out and said that he thinks that the NFL is just full of mediocrity and that the legends from the past like Ray Lewis wouldn't wouldn't make it in today's league. He wouldn't be able to play in this in today's league just because of all like all the rule changes, all the hits. And he'd be fine and suspended for every time he hits somebody, which I think there's a little bit of truth in that part too, right? Ray Lewis would struggle into in this generation of football because all of his hits were so lethal that he would have been suspended, right? Kareem Jackson just got suspended for a hit that five years ago would nobody would have batted an eye at. So I think there's some truth to that. But if you look at like this entire football season, I agree with Tom Brady when he talked about it's full of mediocrity, bad habits. If look at the games, like look at these teams, right? The Eagles are nine and one. As an Eagles fan, I'm super thrilled about the nine and one start. But this is not a nine and one team, right? In previous seasons, this team would be six and four, right? The the, the offense hasn't clicked. The defense hasn't been too good. This defense is getting up over thirty twice to Washington, right? Like this is not a nine and one team. But it feels like the bar is being lowered for these teams, which is why a lot of these teams are stuck in the middle. Um, all like look at all the six and four teams, all the seven and three teams. I think it comes back. Not one of these teams are have played good football. Like we're sitting here saying that the Kansas City Chiefs are probably the biggest threat to the Eagles right now, and they haven't scored a second half touchdown in like four weeks. Like that's bad football. That is bad football. We're considering him does like the best team in the AFC. So I think there's a little bit of truth to what Tom Brady's saying, if not a lot of bit of truth. Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, I think he's got a point that there's been a lot of average football. Um, and there and there has. I think the thing is though, is like when when I think back in in the past, I mean, it, okay, for example, the Kansas City Chiefs have been in since 2018, the AFC championship game every year have been in four of the Super Bowls. Like, does that make every other team in the AFC average because the same team's there every year? You know what I mean? Or, like, the fact that when he was making a run, it was in the AFC every single year it was Manning or Brady. You know what I mean? In the NFC, you had a couple different teams. But I think I think the, the difference is this year is that I think there's just a lot of – like, you usually have a couple really good teams, some really dog water teams like the Panthers – and then a few average teams. This year, there's like a lot of average teams, like maybe that we didn't see happen. No one thought the Texans were going to be six and four at this point in the season. I mean, no one probably thought the Browns were going to be seven and three. I mean, the Steelers six and four. What are the Ravens? Eight and three. So, like, 
you got the whole AFC North that's above 500. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah, they are average records, but people also have to realize they play each other every week. So unless you're just going to go on a rampage of undefeated season, when there's a lot of above average teams, I'm going to say, um, you're not going to have, I think, dominant performances every single week. And that's why you get um, – and, and another thing, too, man, is, like, when, when we – before, when you think back in the past, like, there's usually one dominant defense in the league, but this year the Cowboys' defense is good, the Chiefs' defense is good, the Browns' defense is good, the Steelers' defense is good, the Ravens' defense is good, the Niners' defense. Like, there's a lot of really good defenses in the NFL, and I think that's why teams aren't scoring points, honestly. Obviously, I would like to see um, better performances, but, I mean, fuck, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl scoring 13 points. Like, was that mediocrity football in the Super Bowl? Because That was you, one of the worst Super Bowls that I've seen. Like, bro, you you ain't scoring 13 points in a Super Bowl now and winning. Like, I doubt it. I would be surprised. So, I don't know. I mean, I think I think every year there's probably um really good and really bad. I agree with you on the Eagles part. You know, they're 9-1, don't look like a 9-1 football team. Um, But, I mean, then again, they're 9-1. So, I mean, Tom Brady's last year in the league, he didn't even have a winning record and made the playoffs because his division was so bad. Like, that's that's my only problem. I think there's a lot of average every year. I mean, I just I really do think that there's like, like I said, I mean, there's teams this year that we probably did, like. Hell, I mean, as much as credit me and you gave the Texans, um, I don't think we thought they were really going to be six and four after ten weeks in the NFL. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I think that that's what I think about it. I think he is right a little bit. Um, I think he's now where I think he's honestly right about it is the the defensive side of the ball. He said it's not a defensive player's job to protect the offensive player he's right like they both protect each, each other you worry about yourself out like the, the fact about the band that hip drop the dude didn't do it on purpose like he wasn't trying to hurt mark andrews man like hey you got to make a tackle like what do you, you just want him to let him score a touchdown like i do agree with that and and they are making the game soft so and then that part i mean i completely agree with them well to one point about you know we're talking about poor football being played all the do you remember a season where the wide receiver play was so bad? Like, like I know, I know recent memory, like we got all this stuff, Mike Williams and Scantling this past week dropping big passes. Right. But I feel like it's been this way every week. We literally had, I think, what was it? Cooper cup had one hit him in the face. Mm -hmm. Uh, Foster Moreau dropped one in the back of the end zone for a game winner. Like, it's like, it seems like nobody's really on point anymore. And then the offensive line play has been terrible across the league, right? Every year there's there's usually like 10 good running backs. Yeah. I can't really think of one. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, outside of McCaffrey, yeah, like right. you know what I'm saying? Like they it's just it just screams mediocrity across the board. I remember like four or five years ago, we were talking quarterback play in the NFL was get was you know at an all-time high. Right now we're looking at it. There might be six or seven good quarterbacks and the rest are just dog shit. Like we shouldn't be looking at an NFL draft class like Caleb Williams is coming out. And realistically, how many NFL like quarterbacks would you take over Caleb Williams this moment to build a team around? I mean, maybe five, maybe five. You know what I mean? And then if you go back and look, the scoring is down, even though the rules are in the offense's favor. Right. Like, just based off like scoring, like on like an average scoring per in 1947, they were averaging a half a point more a game than what they are this season. 
And we can all agree that the the rule changes have benefited the offense insanely. You know what I'm saying? In 2020, the NFL is at an all-time scoring high, and it's dropped over four points per game since then. And the offense, the rule changes have helped the offense more. So either the defenses are just crazy good, which I don't believe they are. Like we got defenses like Chicago. We got defenses like Denver early in the season. The, the Chargers can't stop a nosebleed. Like there's the the commander's defense is terrible. The Giants, like we can look at all these defenses that are terrible and the, the scoring is dropping. And I think that comes back to either one, the coaches suck, or two, there's a lot of mediocrity, or a little bit of both. You know, so I think Brady's on to something when he says that. Yeah, I mean, it, and like I said, it could be. I think I think the thing is, though, like, I, I mean, I, I personally believe, like, when we get into the playoffs, that you're going to see a, a super competitive – like, in the past few years, when I think it's not really been that competitive, you, you look for that Bengals and Chiefs game, right? Other than that – just not much. Um, and in the NFC, I mean, last year you last year we knew the Eagles were going to the Super Bowl. I mean, you knew halfway through the season that it was going to be probably Kansas City and Philadelphia. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's just this year. Like, when I think back, like, I think there's been a lot of average going on. Um, and, and then, too, like I said, I mean, not not to knock Tom Brady, but, like, a lot of the stuff he's complaining about is some of the stuff they help him. Like, those rough in the passer calls, I mean, dude, I can, I can think in my head of plays when Brady, like, barely got touched, jumped up. I mean, the reason that they were able to beat the Chiefs in 2018 when he was still in New England was the roughing the passer call when he literally barely got hit and he jumped up and yelled at the ref, got the call. Like, it, 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 I guess it would kind of be like LeBron getting out of the league and complaining about the calls when every time he gets fouled, he throws his hands up. Like, that's my problem with Tom Brady. Like, you were – you're a big part of the reason that these calls were changed in the NFL, and now you're complaining that they were changed. That's that's my kind of – you get what I'm saying? Well, I don't no think problem. he's really complaining th- about the calls. He's complaining about the lack of execution. He's saying that they've all gotten bad habits, which is very true, very true. Yeah, for sure. No, I agree. I think I think, I think that the bad habits were created because of the calls, like the changing of the game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, right. that's a fair conversation. That's a fair conversation. Right, right. So it is what it is. Um, he's a fan like us. I mean, everybody gets complaining about something. <laughs> All right, so I guess we'll start recapping these games, right? I mean, it's not like there's anything crazy to to, to recap. So we'll, we'll go to the probably the best game of them all was the Eagles-Chiefs game. Yeah. And does this game, like I said earlier, the, the Chiefs haven't scored a second-half touchdown in about a month, a little over a month. Does that make you worry a little bit about the Chiefs going forward like do we still consider them as a chance to dethrone the the Eagles as the best team in football are you kind of worried that the Ravens might kind of be creeping up on them a little bit like so I mean I I, I was I was talking to um Andrew still I know everyone's new Andrew if you don't remember his name he's our producer couldn't do the show without him so just just put that out there but I was talking to Andrew before we started and I said if you watch the game until the final four minutes Everyone probably, I mean, probably thought, well, Kansas City's going to win. And then Philly gets a big play, um, and Kansas City obviously doesn't get the big play when Valdez Gantley drops the ball. And after the game, Mahomes somehow takes the blame for his receiver dropping the ball. Like, he's like, I could have threw it shorter. No, man, he just got to catch it. Um, so I, I'm not, I don't, like, I'm not too worried because they have Patrick Mahomes. Um, and I'm going to hold out hope, like I, I did with the Niners, that they're going to figure it out. But the problem is, is I've seen, like, 
on 80-some percent of the plays that Kelsey was on the field and ran a route, the Eagles double-teamed him. The other 14% or 13%, he was triple-teamed. Hey, the fact that that's happening, which is what I would do if I was playing them, somebody's, somebody's got to get open. I mean, he still had seven catches, but somebody's got to get open, man. And, like, I don't I don't know. I, I'm, I, I think that – if an, if a team is going to win the Super Bowl that's not Kansas City, this is the year you got to do it because their wide receiver core is so bad that if you're going to win during the Mahomes domination area era, this is it. When you got to win this year because next year you know they're going to get a receiver. They have to. I mean, well, what's gonna... worrisome is what if Kelsey retires at the end of this right, season? Right, for sure. Um, so because he, he's been talking about it, and and the way that they seem to not care about the skill players, who knows? So, I mean, I think you do take advantage of it. Um. But I don't know. I'm not too worried. I mean, Mahomes can have a Mahomes game at any point. Once again, not not knocking Lamar because the Ravens are eight and three. If they matched up in the AFC Championship game, I, I'm probably gonna trust Mahomes to get the win. But the Ravens are good, man. I mean, they are good. So I don't know. And then for the Eagles, I mean, they looked bad all game until the last few minutes. Um, so I don't know. They still won. I mean, they they find a way to win somehow. Um, Which is why I think the Eagles are the clear-cut favorites won the Super Bowls because they're the only team that's consistently shown that they can win close games. Yeah, yeah, they finally right? win. They're the, they're the only team that's consistently shown that, and I think that's why the Eagles are the favorite. Um, now, we'll go from one from that from that good game to another really good game that was also a comeback, the Lions and Bears, right? So, in this game, I have a question. Are you more worried that the, that the Lions were down by that much to the Bears that late into the game? Or are you happy to see the Lions were able to overcome the obstacles they had and they were able to pull off the comeback? So are you worried, or or do you like what you're able, what you've seen from them, or or the combination of both? Um, so I don't want to be the combination of both guys, but that's kind of what it is, honestly. Um, so so I'm not worried because they were playing the Bears and the Bears are bad. It's easy to look over those type of games. It's very easy to do. I'm worried that the Lions are not going to win a Super Bowl with Jared Goff at quarterback. That's my worry. I think Jared Goff has been better than what most people thought. I think me and you both ranked them top 12, which is fine. But in a big moment game, I'm worried we're going to see mistakes by Jared Goff trying to do too much, which is why I worry like, when they play the Niners, the Eagles, maybe even the Cowboys, so, something like that. Um, but when it was time to turn it on, the Lions said, okay, we got to get a three. We got to score, get a three and out and score. And they did it like it was easy because um, it was easy. It's the Bears. So, I, I mean, I would say a little bit of combination of both. Um, good to see them win, but – don't don't even put yourself in that situation against that team. Yeah, Jared Goff did have three picks against that terrible defense. So yeah, bad. I mean, that's that's kind of my worry. Like I I think if you if you ask them to do too much, it may be a problem. Yeah, that's fair. And there's an easy solution to this. Quit asking them to do too much. Give Jameer yeah. more touches. He had eight Absolutely. carries. Absolutely. But he did have six catches, but he he only had eight carries. Yes. Like. I agree. There's, uh-huh. Like, there's no reason for this. Quit putting him in them bad situations, especially when he's shown that he doesn't have it that game. Quit trying to force it. You know, draw up some screens for Amon Ra. Let him create some plays. Let Jameer Gibbs create some plays, and just make it easy. You have them. You have them elite playmakers out there, which <clears throat> I guess kind of will lead into my next question for you: Are the Lions the biggest threat to the Eagles in the NFC, or? It, is there one? Is there a threat to the Eagles in the, in the NFC? And two, would it be the Lions, or do you still think it's the Niners? So I might I might be 
some people might think I'm a little crazy here. I think that the Niners are the best team in the NFL. Like I, I thought that early on, they had a couple rough rough weeks. They were injured. I'm not an excuse. Every team gets injured, but lost the best left tackle in football. Debo was hurt. McCaffrey was injured. Played through it, and I mean, I I personally think that San Francisco. I said it. I think in like week four, I thought they were the best across all across the board, and I still I do think that. Um, now, does that mean that the Eagles aren't there with them? No, I I think so. Um, but I think that not like, if I had to bet money today on the team this weekend to win the Super Bowl, if it was this weekend, I would I would take the 49ers. Um, they're healthy. The offense is is high powered. The defense is good. Um, I don't know. I, that's who I think is the best team, but. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess the answer would be no. I don't think the Lions are. Um, I think okay. it's up to the Eagles or the Niners to lose the NFC. That's that's what I – I don't think it at this point it could be any other team. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm right there with you. I, on terms of it's just them two teams, I, I don't think anybody fears the Lions yet. You know, yeah. maybe – because I, I, Jared Goff might be the reason for that. It's either Jared Goff or the defense. I don't know which one people, you know, don't take it seriously uh, more. But – um. So then we'll kind of move to the AFC side. So we had two major injuries at the quarterback position, and the the, the players rolled out for the rest of the year. We got Deshaun Watson, and we got Joe Burrow. Okay, I guess we'll start with Deshaun because he has this team has a better record. They're seven and three, and they, uh, they just beat the Steelers with DTR at quarterback. Do you think the Browns still have a chance of like making the like playoffs? Like obviously they're seven and three, so. So they're in that that conversation, but do you think that now the DTRs are quarterback? Do you think that they could hit that slight fall off, especially since uh, there is such a clutter with all them teams in the AFC? So, so I'm I'm gonna assume that ten and seven gets them in the playoffs. I'm I'm gonna assume that that would get them there. Um, with the schedule they have remaining, I I like to say that they get in. They play the Bears. They got the Jets. They play the Bengals. Who? is the other quarterback we're going to talk about with the major injury. I think that's three games they can win. Then they've got the Rams um, in there. They've got the Broncos in there. You know, I mean, that's like a toss-up game with a backup quarterback. So, I mean, I would like to say the Browns can definitely win three of their next seven games. Um, and, and on top of that, I do think they have the best defense in football, which is going to keep them in literally every single – I mean, they've been in every game because of their defense. So, I, I think they can get in. Yeah, I think they'll get in mainly just because of the teams that are behind them, right? Yeah. Like Pittsburgh, we'll talk about Matt Cannon here in a minute, but that that offense, nobody's scared of them, okay. right? Houston, I think Houston can keep it up. But then you got Buffalo. We don't know what we got in Buffalo. Then the nines, right now, the nines, you got the Colts, you got Denver, you got the Bengals, you got the Raiders. All them teams are right there together. And I don't think any of them teams, even with DTR quarterback for Cleveland, I don't think that – them teams are better than Cleveland. I I don't care if Deshaun's quarterback or DTR. Cleveland's defense is so is so good that I think they can at least stay competitive, make a play, and, and make the playoffs. They'll probably lose their first game, right? But yeah, I I don't think they'll fall out of the playoffs. But then we got the Bengals. They're five and five. Okay, they just lost Joe Burrow for the rest of the season. They are five and five as of right now. They're only one game out of the playoffs. If you're the Bengals, are you going for it? Or are you saying, look, we're just going to sit. We're, we're going to slow it down right our receivers have been hurt all season you know are we going to like would you slow it down and just kind of start looking forward to next year I mean I don't so with a backup quarterback so I don't I don't even think with Burrow they were winning the Super Bowl this year because they just had so many question marks 
So that leads me to say with a backup quarterback that nobody knows, they're definitely not winning the Super Bowl. I'm a firm believer that you play to win, and that's why you play. So if they can't win the Super Bowl, I think then you'd probably end it and try to get the best pick possible because we all know that this was the last game that Burrow, Mixon, Higgins, Boyd, and Chase played. There's no way they can keep all of them and an offensive line. It's impossible. Burrow had the biggest contract. Jamar Chase is going to get the biggest contract as a receiver. There's there's no way. So I, I think that they need to just throw in the towel, lose the next seven games, and and just try to see what a best pick possible they can get. Because I think T. Higgins is gone, man. I mean, there somebody will pay him to be their wide receiver one. I mean, I would pay him. You know what I mean? So Yeah, I mean uh, like, like it. Just look at the bag that Christian Kirk got two years, or not this past offseason, offseason before that, by from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He's way better than Christian Kirk is, and Kirk got a bag like twenty million a year. Yeah, you know, so T. Higg is definitely going to get paid by somebody. Um, yeah, I think you're trying to lose as many games as possible. Hopefully, you know, I, I know he won't, but maybe like a Marvin Harrison or somebody falls to you. But um, so next thing we'll talk about, I, I talked about just for a second. Um. Matt Canada. We'll talk about the Pittsburgh Steelers for a second. They finally, after weeks of me bitching about it, after weeks of Steelers fans bitching about it, they finally moved off of Matt Canada. One, do you think that Matt Canada was the problem? Or do you think he was the only problem? Or do you think that there's other issues? And then two, do you think that this helps Pittsburgh perform better going into the season? So... Yes, he was the problem. Uh, um, are there other problems? We're about to find out. But he was the problem. Um, that may have created other problems, but we'll see if they were actually problems or if they were Matt Canada problems. So I think I think that he was the problem, and, and if there's more, we'll figure him out. Um, I don't know, man. I'm not. I thought Kenny Pickett was going to take a bigger step. Maybe Matt Canada is the reason that he didn't, but I don't know. I mean. That offense just does not give me good. So I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a believer in in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, um, I'm right there with you. It Matt Canada losing Canada is definitely, um, an up for the Steelers, right? Like we like we bitched about all season. I bitched about him from the times back when he was with LSU. So it's nice to see him gone because I I personally know how bad the guy sucks and how boring his offenses have been. But I think they also have a Kenny Pickett problem. I think they have a Najee Harris problem. I think they have an offensive line problem. I think they have so much wrong with this team. The fact that they're 6-4 and four just tells you how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is because Najee Harris sucks. Like, let's be honest. Bro has no explosiveness left in him. Well, he he never really did have explosiveness. But, what the, like, the tad bit that he did have is gone. It's long gone. Jalen Warren is an average back at best. They, like this team has a lot of problems. And I think Kenny Pickett, we both thought he's going to take a step. Kenny Pickett is probably bottom five, bottom six quarterback in the league. This team has a lot of problems. I think seeing Matt Kenny, you're going to see the offense take maybe another step up, hopefully. Cause it, I mean, God, it can't get any worse. Right. Yeah. At least that's what I'm telling myself, but. Right. No. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I think they do have more problems. We'll see how big of a problem they are once Kenny has gone. Cause he was a, the biggest problem. Um, and like I said, he may be the reason that Kenny Pickett didn't take that step, but we're going to see now 
You know what I mean? We'll we'll figure out. Um, but this is this is something that should have. Did you see where this is the first time a coach has been fired by the Pittsburgh Steelers in season since like nineteen forty one? Yeah, yeah, insane. And this that just tells you how how much stability that franchise has had. I mean, they've had three head coaches in forty years. Like, they, but but he should have been gone after. After the first offensive play call in week one, he should have been fired. <laughs> I mean, that's how bad he is. So I, I, I'm going to tell you from a little bit more of a serious standpoint, he should have been fired when they scored that game when a touchdown and he didn't celebrate at all because he didn't make the play call. Right. Yes, so He should have been fired right there because that tells you right there he wasn't a team first guy. That should have been, been the last straw right there. I'm surprised he stayed as long as he did. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I, I agree 100. We've been, we've been saying fire him. Brandon Staley, Josh McDaniels all year. So two two of three have been fired. Yeah, two or three are gone. Yeah. Yeah. Only got one more to go. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But we'll go from one terrible offense to another. The New York Jets finally been Zach Wilson. Finally. Now, there's a couple things that we can branch off with is on this. Um, first thing is the, is that going to fix the problems in New York? Like is no. there other options any better than Zach Wilson? No, he's their best option. <laughs> he's the best option. And I, I understand benching him because you got to try to save the locker room somehow because if not, Robert Sala might end up being on the chopping block at the end of the year. But he, he Zach Wilson is your best bet. This New York Jets team's in serious trouble. They just got destroyed by a Bills team who don't know who the hell they are, right? Like they don't know if they're a good team or not. Um, they got destroyed and Dix had 30 yards. <laughs> like, the, that just tells you how much is wrong with this team. All right, so so I got I got just just this is and I'm I'm gonna ask you because we're on here together, but I I'm really asking this question so the audience can hear. Why did why did Aaron Rodgers get hurt fourth play in? Because he was getting smacked by the def- he got hit all four plays. Well, let me see. Why would he get hit every play? The offensive line's really bad. Is that the same offensive line Zach Wilson had to play with? Yes. Like, I'm not taking up for Zach Wilson. But anyone who watched those games, like, dude, it's not like he had wide receivers wide open and couldn't get him the ball. Like, no, he just ran for his life because the offensive line's so bad. And, I mean, I, I will say he handled it so professional, man. Like, when they asked him about being benched, he's like, yeah, I understand. I don't take it personal. I've been bad. But part of me wants to be like, when Chris Jones took up for him, like I wish somebody on that team would do the same thing and be like, we don't protect him. Like, how did we? When did we ever give him a chance to to do something, man? So I, I think it's a bad, bad situation, honestly. Yeah, um, I feel bad for the kid because he never says anything out of line. Right, he always seems like he's always respectful. He's always like, I've never like I have yet to see anything from Zach Wilson off the field that makes me say I hate that guy. Or I hope he fails, or you know, let's move on to the next guy. I've never seen that from a Zach Wilson. He doesn't blame anybody. Like he takes yeah. the blame. He takes it. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And did you say did you see where Aaron Rodgers says he feels guilty because he got hurt and yeah. Zach Wilson wasn't able to take a red shirt year like the original plan was? Yeah. So let's assume Aaron Rodgers comes back this year and plays. At this point, I don't see why he would, because they're four and six and this team's gonna lose their next three before he gets back. Right. But let's say he does come back in place, and then, of course, he returns next year. Do you keep Zach Wilson in hopes that he can sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a whole year in hopes that Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy? And then maybe Zach Wilson could be your answer going forward after Aaron Rodgers? 
So I don't know if so. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to keep Zach Wilson, but Aaron Rodgers' years are limited. So you're gonna have to have somebody who's behind him, ready to go in the next two, maybe three max. I don't, I don't. He don't have many years left. So I don't. I mean, I don't see why not. Aaron Rodgers feels something with. He says he sees something in Zach Wilson that he could be a really good quarterback. Um. I feel like you took the chance on Aaron Rodgers. If Aaron Rodgers is telling you he can turn this kid into something, you probably keep him. You ain't going to have to pay him that much because he's been really bad. There's not millions of dollars that somebody's going to give him. So, I, I mean, honestly, like I said, I kind of feel bad for him. I mean, I, I think stick it out. Let him let him sit another year, maybe if it's two years, and and see what happens. I mean, Aaron Rodgers got to sit, and, and it helped him out. You know what I mean? It, it, it He has a Hall of Fame career because of it. So, I mean, I, I say, why not? I mean, what can it hurt? So my only worry is, is his time has run out. Like it's just time for something new with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't know if his relationship with the fans could be, I don't want to say bought back, but I don't know if they, if the fans will ever love him ever because of how bad he's been. Like, I think that trust is gone. Like, I think it's time to, I think it is time to move on, but at that, at the same token, what, where do you move on to? Are you taking a quarterback in the sixth round, hoping well, that they, he can be the savior for this team when Aaron Rodgers is gone? Like, I don't really see – I really don't see a way out of this, honestly. Like, the defense is ready to compete now. Aaron Rodgers is ready to compete. You have Brees Hall, who, let's be honest, by the time you get that sixth-round quarterback ready, Brees Hall is going to be old and out of the league. Yeah, exactly. Because it's only the last five years. Exactly. And, like – you don't really have a way out of this. No, you don't. And and the thing is, it's like, I don't know, man. I mean, and, and th- there's so many question marks about that team. Like, I thought Garrett Wilson was going to, like, explode. And obviously, he didn't have Aaron Rodgers to help him do that. But then, like, you you watch the Jets play, and he's not always wide open. I mean, it's not, and I, I'm not saying he's got to always be wide open. But, like, it's not like he can run a slant round and Zach Wilson can hit him. Like, But maybe he's – not bought in because they've been so bad. Like there's so many just question marks, man, and it just sucks because I mean the Jets were not supposed to be this bad this year. Yeah, I agree. I agree. All right. So is real quick before we move on to our predictions for this upcoming week, is there anything else from the previous week or just going on in the NFL that you want to discuss? So so I, I do have the one um that, that I mentioned and I'm just curious three and the reason I kind of want to talk about it is I feel like we so we talked about the MVP race a few shows back and we talked about who's in it. Okay. Well then um you know we started the show talking about like the mediocrity of the NFL and all that. So I I guess I kinda wanna talk and I know he's on a really good team, but I, I mentioned Brock Purdy and the reason I'm I'm curious if you think he's an MVP race, um I personally do, honestly. Um and I, I'll give you the reasons why. So so one of the reasons why I, I do, I'll let you think about it, um, is I've seen that today Jalen Hurts is the favorite to win the MVP award. Um, they're 9-1. Um, so obviously winning matters, whether people want to tell you that it does or not. Winning does matter. But um, the, the Niners are 7-3. and three. Brock Purdy's got, what, I think he's got more passing touchdowns, less interceptions, Higher QBR. He has the highest QBR in the league, highest completion percentage in the league, highest quarter or highest passer rating in the league as well. Um, so 
I don't I don't know how you can lead all of those statistical categories as a quarterback. And the reason that Brock Purdy's not in there is because people say, well, his team is so good. Okay, well, when we think of past MVPs, or or like, you know, we'll go with, with Hurts this year. Well, I mean, he's got a, a top three receiver at the number one. His number two is probably the best number two wide receiver in the NFL. The run game's really good. Got the best offensive line in football. Like, do those things not matter? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, I feel like Brock Purdy's not getting credit because everyone says his team makes him better. Well, damn, dude, like, that's that's a blessing. Like, we're talking about Zach Wilson's team not helping make him better. Like, it shouldn't be a punishment that you've been on a good team to make you better. I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't think you lead all those categories and then not not be in the MVP race. I'm not saying he's the MVP. I'm not saying that. But we can't punish him any longer for being on a good team. When, like I said, I mean, when Mahomes has won it, he's been on a really good team that won the Super Bowl. When there's, I mean, last year, Hurts was the favorite until he got hurt. He was on the best team in football. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why the media, I'm going to say the media, is punishing Brock Purdy for being on a good football team. Like, that's that's typically the guy that wins the award. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of hate that he's getting for being on a good football team. And he's put up good numbers. So, I don't know. I think it's because when people look at the Eagles, you can say, why are they winning games? And the answer goes straight to your head, Jalen Hurts, right? He's the reason that they win games. When you hear somebody say, why like, why are the 49ers winning games? Brock Purdy is not the name to come to mind. It's Christian McCaffrey, and it's the defense. Remember the two, the two, the two things that come to your mind first when you, when you think about the 49ers. And Brock Purdy's had a good season. And when you start comparing him to Jalen Hurts number by number, you start to think, okay, Brock Purdy's, you know, he he might be better in these in these situations. One thing I will say is Brock Purdy doesn't run the ball like that. Jalen Hurts is third in the league in rushing touchdowns. Granted, about six of them are by the tush push. He's third in the league in rushing touchdowns. And when you go back and watch against the Chiefs, he made the throws. Against the Cowboys, he makes the throws. He just makes the plays when he when, when it matters. And I think when, I think people see that stuff and they think and you know like they can see it and I think if the Broncos can manage to make the Super Bowl or not Super Bowl the playoffs I think Russell Wilson's in this MVP conversation that he's turned it completely around nineteen touchdowns and four picks uh, you have to look at somebody like Lamar for being in the MVP race like I said his own Brock Purdy's own teammate Chris McCaffrey's in the MVP race I I just think that when you look at it not one person will say Brock Purdy's the reason that they're winning games. And when you look at the Eagles, why are they 9-1? Jalen Hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. No, I do get that. But so this is the thing. Jalen Hurts does run the ball more, but he's thrown the he's, – he's passed – he's got 80 more attempts from the season than Brock Purdy does. Brock Purdy has more touchdowns, more yards, higher complete. Like, I, I get that they, he runs the ball more, but it's not like Brock Purdy's just – like, he's thrown the ball less and done more, if that makes sense, too. And I agree, like – he does have all them guys, but, like, take A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, DeAndre Swift, Jason Kelsey away. Jalen Hurts probably don't have the numbers that he does. So I, I, I just think it's not – he's not getting the fairest – like, he's the only quarterback in the league that people say he only wins because his weapons. Well, like, yeah, I mean, damn, I, any quarterback would love to have some good weapons. We just talked about Josh Allen getting a wide receiver one and being good. Well, yeah, that matters. But, like, it's not like these other guys don't – I mean, I mean, I, like you said, I like, I, I like the fact you brought up Russell – Wilson because he's doing 
his his yards aren't the best, and he only throws for two hundred a game, whatever. But he's put up good numbers with with not the best weapons, right? Now they don't put up the most points. I mean, the Niners scored thirty five points, right? The Broncos win and scored seventeen. Um, but I feel like he's the only quarterback that's punished for having a good team around him. Um, when like I said, I don't know who the MVP is at this point. I feel like every week it changes. Um, and and hey, six- and and to be fair on the media side, I know the media usually sucks. But Brock Purdy was the was the favorite to win the MVP like three weeks ago. He was the betting no, so, favorite so he, like three weeks ago. Right, before he got, right, I think he it was, was right before they, he got they, hurt, or they they had a they had a real bad loss. It was one of the two things, but he was the betting right. favorite. Right, and the whole time they were all saying, "Oh, he's like I rem- I'm thinking of the big reporters, and I'm not naming them because they ain't earned the right to be named on our show." Cause they don't name us. Right. So I'm not, I'm not naming these other guys, but they all say like, Oh, he's only good on that team. Well, like that might be the case, but hell, that's the only team we've seen him play on. Like we don't have no other, no other basis, man. So I don't know. I feel like he's earned, I'm not saying he's the MVP, but if, if we name 10 players, Brock Purdy's got to be one of the 10 players named in the MVP race. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course, of course. There's no way. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, Mahomes is going to be in there and his, and he's not had the best of season at all. So, yeah, Jared Goff will be in there, and he he's been up and down. Right. I I think it comes back to Tom Brady's comments. There's a lot of mediocrity in this league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, right, right. Yeah. So now, do I now this is the thing. So I don't. I think is like let's say the Niners finish fourteen. I guess the point I'm making is if the Niners finish fourteen and three, and Brock Purdy has thirty four touchdowns and seven interceptions and leads the league in QBR completion percentage, passer rating, I don't think he wins MVP. Because I think people won't vote for him because yeah, because of who he is, and I think that's the problem. That's what I'm, uh, yeah, that's what I'm getting. I think that's, that's fair. Yeah, that's super fair for sure. All right. So with that being said, we're gonna move on. We have four games to predict on this uh, on this show. Uh, we'll start off tomorrow on Thanksgiving. You have the uh, Lions against the Packers at twelve thirty. Very first game uh, is a Thanksgiving tradition. Um, who do you got, and how, and why is it the Lions? Well, it's the Lions because the Packers suck. <laughs> but they did just beat the Chargers. And so we since we didn't really talk about them because they ain't earned for us to talk about them, Brandon Staley needs fired. I feel bad for Justin Herbert. Go Lions. <laughs> yeah, the lot listen, so the Lions are eight point favorites, and I think that's disrespectful to the Lions because they're at home against the Packers. This game should should realistically be a blowout. Right, so I seen I seen something, right? And it said it's something to do with the moon and the time of the year. And some atmosphere, crazy scientific bullshit that I don't understand. But it, it's something in the atmosphere that happens every so often. And every year it happens. And the Lions play on Thanksgiving. They're 0-12. And it's happening right now. So they're changing it this year. I don't Go look it up. I don't know. I can't explain it because I'm not that smart. <laughs> uh, but I've I seen it today posted by like Sports Center, And I was like, dude, what? where do they even get this stuff, man? Like, who do they pay to figure this shit out? <laughs> Yeah, so I saw both of the greens there. The 430 game is the Cowboys Commanders. And I, I just want to say something real quick. How underwhelming are these games? Yeah, they're they're, they're bad. I mean, I agree. I, I thought that the whole way, obviously, there's another game we'll get to, and it's the best of the three that we expect to be the best of the three. Um, but and it, it is even it's still a shit game right. after seeing how they played so far this season. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I don't know, man. I feel like I don't know. I mean, I feel like they could have primed the schedule better. Um, I mean, you got, like, Buffalo at Philadelphia. And I don't know where we're getting ahead on Sunday, but, like, I'm thinking, of, like, 
the Bills and the Eagles play. Why couldn't they play on, on Thanksgiving? Like, there's games that could have been played that I would have much – the Ravens and the Chargers play this week. Why didn't – like, we had games that people would like to sit down, stuff your face, watch the game. And instead, it's probably not going to be football tournament. We're getting the we Cowboys and the Commanders. Yeah. The Cowboys are at home and they're a 13-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, it's bad. Like, yeah. I thought they could flex these games. What are we doing? Yeah, I agree. Why, why was this not flex the Sunday and bring up another one? Yeah. But our, our, I'm assuming we're both in agreement on the Cowboys by a ton. Yeah, by a ton. So, so the Cowboys could turn around and lose next week whenever they play a good team. I don't even know who they play next week, but trash-ass Cowboys. But we'll move on. So we got the 49ers against the Seahawks. They're in Seattle, and the 49ers are seven-point favorites. Do you believe the 49ers win this game? Yeah. And do they cover? Yeah. You think they I, win? Yeah, I mean, the Rams just beat Seattle, so twice I, this season they have beat their their own two against the Rams this season. Right, and I picked them last week and said they're not losing again because they already did. And damn it, they proved me wrong. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Gino got hurt. Um, I mean, that was like kind of like dirty hit by Aaron Donald a little bit. We didn't really talk about that, but. It kind of sucks for Gino. Came back in, took him down the field. Hell, they, they had a chance to win. The kicker missed the field goal. And that's why you should not draft a quarterback in any round of the NFL draft. A kicker should only be allowed to go undrafted. I just want everyone to know that. You should not be allowed to use a draft pick on a kicker. So, that's my rant. Yeah, that's to the point now. Just just eliminate field goals. Just eliminate and, them all together. Yes, no doubt. I, every every possession is fourth down, four, four down territory. Um, yeah, yeah. dude. So the Seahawks to me fall in that range of just mediocre. Like, I've never used the word mediocre more than I have this show, and that's what this entire NFL is. And the Seahawks are right there inside that whole that whole group of teams, right? Like Pittsburgh, uh, Minnesota, Seattle, Buffalo, New Orleans, Indiana, uh, Indianapolis, Denver, Cincinnati, Vegas. Like, all them teams are just there, like. The Seahawks, to me, I expected more out of them. I thought they'd be the five seed this year. I expected more out of them. They're six and four, which still ain't bad, right? Like, they're still not a bad football team. But they are going to get absolutely smacked tomorrow night. Absolutely smacked. Yeah. Like, three touchdown game. It's going to be – it's going to get ugly. And it's going to get ugly fast. Yeah. I mean, Trash. this is – Trash has to be watch. I mean, they're they're getting a Christmas present early, and it's an ass whooping. One thing, <laughs> like that's the easiest way to put it. I mean, this is another way to put it. All right, then on Friday there is one game at three o'clock on Prime Video. It's on Amazon Prime on Black Friday at three o'clock. Who who's going to be watching this? Like like, let's be honest. I I would watch this as the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are playing a bad team, so they're going to put up sixty, right? So I, I would watch this. But the thing is, everybody's going to be at work or shopping on Black Friday at 3 o'clock. Yeah. Like, what is the NFL doing? Um, and, and let's talk about the fact that it's the Jets and Tim Boyle. Like, <laughs> again, again, if you're going to have a Friday game at 3 o'clock, why not make it a game that somebody wants to try to watch? I mean, why not bring in viewers for that for that game? I um, don't I don't know. I feel like this whole entire schedule this week was bad. I mean, the primetime games for the past five, six weeks have been bad. I mean, 
you had the Chiefs and the Eagles this week. Okay, I understand. But there have been so many times the the bear the Bears have, and the Giants have been in prime time more this year than they had. The Bears have been in more games here than they were in the fifties when they won the Super Bowl every year. Like I don't understand. Like, why are they playing games when we don't even want to watch them? Like, if the Bears if, if I I don't I don't know, dude. I'm gonna get pissed off. Like the Bears <laughs> wouldn't sell out more tickets than the high school state championship in Chicago this year. That's how bad they are. Like, why are we making them be on national television? Yeah, so I so we're both taking the Dolphins here by again a ton. But I so I do have one question, right, before we end this. So this is how we'll go out right here. Um I I I like I literally have both of these teams in the same tier. I need you to tell me who's better and who do you think has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl. We have the Cowboys and the Dolphins. Okay? They're both they they're the same team, right? They have yet to be the team with a winning record. Right? And they destroy bad teams. And I don't know about you, I have zero faith in both. So, so who do you I gotta, think is better, or or who who do you think has a better chance of winning the Super Bowl? Um, I'm going with Dallas because Dallas's defense is really good. So, when the offense isn't performing, a defense can keep you in games. Um, we've seen the Dolphins not be able to score against really good football teams: the Eagles, the Bills, the Chiefs. At least when the Cowboys played the Eagles. Had a chance to win. Step out of bounds. Stop at the one-yard line. Defense played well. Um, so, as good as the offense is for the Dolphins, as soon as somebody takes Tyreek out the game, bye-bye. And the defense ain't keeping them in there. At least you got Michael Parsons on the defense of the Cowboys. You got players that can make plays happen. Um, and and give all the Cowboy fans hope until the last play when Dak throws that pick six and they lose. That's, that's what happened. <laughs> but I, I, I do think – Right, but I do think the Cowboys would have – I mean, their defense is 10 times better than the Dolphins. Um, and if the Cowboys' offense is playing good, they play good. So, I would go with the Cowboys. I got you. Let's say I'm stuck right there. I don't really know who I think is better because I don't have faith in either. I think they're both ass. But with that being said, do you have anything else? I don't. Go All right. All right. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Cheap Seats. Um we're looking at adding a third show uh, probably every week about, you know, just every everything that's not football. But for right now, be on the lookout for our prediction show coming next. Uh, go follow me on everything, really, J4. You can follow Dalton on everything, Dalton KK1. You can go follow our show's pod, our, our show's TikTok at thecheapseats.podcast. Go follow it. Um, you're going to see a ton of content coming on there soon. And with that being said, we're out. Yeah.